Welcome back to the Kacha Outdoors podcast, where we talk about all things hunting and outdoors, most things hunting and outdoors. So today we're going to be talking about our essential gear list. And um, if you're new to hunting or maybe you've been hunting for a long time, or maybe you're new to backpack hunting, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be a really helpful podcast for you. Hopefully um, we're going to go over kind of our essential items. And if you're starting to kit out your hunting equipment, where to start, what's most important to spend the most amount of money on. Cause I mean, if we're being honest, this stuff's expensive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's taken us years to accrue the equipment that we have. And, um, and we've bought a lot of things that we eventually discarded, right? Waste of money. So yeah, we've gone through, we've gone through quite a few different, quite a few different, you know, brands and items yeah. and stuff and just, you know, process trial, <laughs> trial and elimination. No way. Trial and error. Tri- trial and elimination. What's the, what's the word? <laughs> Process of elimination. Process of elimination. There you go. Trial and error. Yeah. Um, so hopefully by us giving you guys this information today, uh, you won't have to do as much eliminating. And we're going to talk about big gear pieces. So we're going to do another conversation and we're going to talk about smaller things, maybe things you've never thought of <clears throat> that might make a big difference in your kit. But today is just about kind of your, your core, I would call it, your core pieces. Right. Like it. If you're, if you're first, just for example, if you're first starting out and you're going to spend a thousand bucks on your, on your gear, how do you spend it? How do you spend it? What are the most important things from the top down? We're going to kind of go through that. So the first thing I want to mention is we're not going to talk about clothing. So obviously boots are essential. We've talked about it in videos in the past. You got to have good boots. Yep. If you're backpack hunting, if you don't have good boots, you're done. Yep. It's over. Yep. That's probably... That may be your most important purchase, mm-hmm. really, because your feet are going to win or lose the day. I've seen uh, one year we went hunting and I saw this guy. He was probably in his, I don't know, late 60s, maybe. He was wearing a flannel button up and blue jeans. And he had one of those old school metal frame packs, like the old school. Yeah. And good boots. And that dude pulled out a beautiful four by four buck out of the backcountry. Wasn't he shooting a stick bow? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was shooting a stick bow. He had a compound. But I just looked at his gear kit, and I kind of felt silly because, like, man, it's not all about that. We get hung up on gear a lot, right? Because the, the industry tries tries to tell you you have to have the latest and greatest. There's one caveat to that. I mean, yes, I completely agree with where you're going there, but he was camping out of his truck, mm. so he was. That's we true. backpack hunt a lot, and it's a whole different set of bananas. If you're hunting out of your truck, you really don't. I mean, you can go in jeans and a t-shirt and invest money in your bow and invest money in your boots, take a little day pack and you're good. Yeah. You know, but if you're going to backpack hunt, you need to be equipped. If you're living out of that pack. Yeah. yeah. For not only for comfort, but also for safety and, and the longevity of the hunt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there's, there's give and take with big expensive gear items. There really is. Um, because you can, you can spend less money and get lesser quality gear and still have a successful hunt, but something's going to suffer. There's a reason this stuff is sold. There's a reason it's more expensive. So, I mean, we can, let's get into it. So the first thing we'll talk about is a sleep system. And, um, we've had, we've had trial and error with sleep systems. Mm-hmm. We've had, we've had lots of error, lots of error. I remember <laughs> the, the first backpack hunt we did, you had one of those foam or not foam, those foam. No. What no, was that? That was that was sound insulation from a car <laughs> floorboard, bro. 
my father-in-law had left over from a project. And I rolled that baby up in the giant Tootsie Roll and threw it on my backpack. And I, re- I remember you saying, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then I remember after that first morning, you're like, man, that was miserable. <laughs> Uh, that was crazy but i mean that was an incredible hunt we both shot really good bucks and it was a good time but yeah that that was the first evolution of the (laughs) of my sleeping pad was some car Uh, floorboard insulation and back then that that was my first backpack hunt so i had went to rei with a buddy who who did backpacking and he basically said you need to buy keen boots don't buy keen boots by the way keen boots uh this sleeping pad this whatever i bought a, a small gear kit just what I could afford at the time. I already had a sleeping bag, weighed like 78 pounds. And <clears throat> yeah, and That's I bought, <laughs> exactly. And then I bought an Osprey, I think it was a 70 liter pack. So it was like not for hunting at all. Yeah. Like you don't buy hunting stuff at REI, hunting no. gear. It's not going to happen. No. You, you can use it. it if that's all you got and it'll work. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done it. We did but it. But yeah. man, the functionality is. <laughs> yeah. So sleep systems. Um, a lot of these, these core gear pieces we're going to talk about, they're the biggest size consumers and weight consumers in your pack. Yeah. And so if your goal is to become what I would call a streamlined backpack hunter, there's a couple things you're going to keep in mind. It'll be like the the first and foremost things you think about it's space and weight Mm -hmm. and, and then functionality, but they're all kind of equally important as a backpack hunter. So you might get a... Uh, like I said, my, my sleeping bag weighed, it wasn't 72 pounds, but it was, it was really heavy. Um, but you can get a really nice high end sleeping bag down. I mean, what's your new one weigh? A pound and a half or something. And you just used it in Colorado when it was in the teens. Oh, I was, I was warm. Yeah. I was, it's, it's a marmot, uh, pff, forgot the model of it. Uh, it's a marmot bag though. And it's like a, I think a 15 degree bag. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, unless you're unless you're regularly hunting in sub-zero temperatures, if you're doing a lot of like snowy winter kind of hunting, late season stuff, you know, mm-hmm. then you know get a zero degree bag probably. But um, for me, even in September, October, a lot of times I'm fine. Even in height, like we were at twelve thousand feet in September, mm-hmm. and it was snowing, hailing out, and we were in a teepee, and I was warm, like yeah. taking it off warm. So, and I have a Nemo. And uh, <clears throat> as a big guy, I have to I have to be conscious of the size of the sleeping bag. Not everything works for me. So <clears throat> the Nemo actually works really good because it has like a peanut shape. So I get more f- more space in the foot box, more space around the shoulders, and I've been really happy with it. I will say, however, we just went to the sheep show in Reno, and we got to see oh, with our own eyeballs the new Peaks um, – what do they call it? I don't Solus know. or something. It's peak small piece of heaven. <laughs> that's incredible. Bag. Oh my God. So if you are going to spend money on a sleeping bag, go buy that peaks sleeping bag. Eventually it'll be in my gear kit too. So, Oh, and I forgot to mention everything we're going to talk about today. Like anything we recommend, I'm going to create a curated list for you with links and everything. I'm going to put it in the description on YouTube. You won't see it on Apple or Spotify if you're listening there. <clears throat> but you'll see it on YouTube. So you can click at any one of those links, uh, supports our channel too. Um, but like I said, we don't own the peaks, but having seen it, like the level of engineering yeah, in just, that thing, just touching it and looking at it. And, you know, at the, at the sheep show, they had a display and they, you, you could get inside it and everything that sleeping bag 
is incredible. Like the design, the design is flawless. They, it's a trendsetter. So there's yeah. nothing like it on the market. Yep. A few features I'll describe that I absolutely loved <clears throat> was the foot box. It's not a normal. So normally with a sleeping bag, you just have a seam and you have your lower fabric or whatever and your upper fabric with a seam around it. It's a zipper seam. Well, they created a flat foot box. So it's actually the shape of your foot. So it's like, a, how do I describe it? If you stood it upright, it would have a flat spot touching the ground where your yeah, feet would kinda be. It's kind of like a triangle shape, you know, and your feet go inside there. So there's there's not that constant pressure against your feet yeah, when you're sleeping. Like when grandma tucks the sheets too tight at the <laughs> bottom of the bed and your you wake feet up with toe are cramps. Like cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I loved <laughs> that that part of it. The another another thing I liked were the armholes. So if, if you're yeah. hunting in really cold conditions, we all know what it's like waking up in the morning. And you know you got to get out of that sleeping bag. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. The feeling. dreaded putting your ice cold pants on. It's <laughs> the worst. So they have these slots for your arms where you can just slip your arms through and move around, grab your coffee, whatever you're gonna do. Get your stove going. Whatever. Yeah. Or you can sit in glass yeah. with your with your bag on you like a jacket. Super cool. Yeah. But then the third thing that I loved about it was it turns into a quilt. So it has this center zipper. It opens up all the way and it turns into a quilt. So we hunt in California a lot, and it's usually hot. Mm-hmm. So we've had cold weather here and there, especially if we're hunting later in rifle season. But a lot of our hunting, it's it's hot, it's warm. So I actually have my sleeping bag, and I have a quilt. I have a Zen Bivy quilt. But this Peaks bag turns into a quilt. So if I get hot when I sleep, and so I can just use it as a quilt. So, yeah, like I said, eventually it'll be in my kit, but it is pricey. And it compresses down to the size of, like, what would I compare? Football? Like a, yeah, a little, a little longer. About the circumference <laughs> of a football, a little bit longer. Like, it's incredible. Weighs like two pounds, less than two pounds, something yeah. like that. Really light. Yeah. Highly recommend right. that. Next item. So, pad. Let's talk about sleeping pads. So, there's a, there's a mix of functionality versus weight versus what works for you. Talk so, about yours. So, uh, overall... Quick oversight here. We're talking about like sleep system, right? Mm-hmm. Where are we getting into backpacks on this? Yeah. Okay. So I would say your sleep system. So I know we're not talking about clothing, apparel, whatever. Boots are number one for me. Sleep system, number two. Mm-hmm. Next most important thing is the sleep system. So obviously we just went through the bag and uh, the sleeping pad is almost as important as your sleeping bag. Maybe as important. Depends on, you know where you are in life. If you're 25 years old or if you're 45, 50, one of those may take precedent over the other. But, um, you know, the sleeping pad, get a sleeping pad that, you know, you can go on the Google machine and look at reviews. Guys talk about what's good and what's bad. There's a bunch of them out there. Just make sure you can side sleep with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you say, well, I'm not a slight sleeper. Well, that's not the most important part. If you can side sleep on it, then the weight dispersion is really good. So my, my bag or my sleeping pad is a climate. I mean, this is like a hundred dollar sleeping pad, but I've used it for several years, patched it with, I mean, maybe it's time to get a new one, but, um, they make pretty decent sleeping pads and it's pretty lightweight. I want to say it's like 14 ounces or something and I can side sleep on it. I'm a side sleeper and I don't touch the ground. I'm only 160 pounds, so I'm not like a big heavy dude, but I don't touch the ground and I can side sleep, you know, and I'm comfortable. So I think that's for me. That's one of the most important things is making sure that it disperse. You know, the weight dispersion is is good. Ask yourself this question: If 
your sleeping bag fell out of your pack somewhere on the trail. You lost it. It was gone. You get to camp. You have no idea where your sleeping bag is. That's happened to me before. It has? Yeah. We got to talk about that. Yeah. If you had your sleeping bag, or excuse me, your sleeping pad and your clothing, so you had your down jacket, all that stuff, could you still have a comfortable night's sleep? Yeah. And the answer is yes. You could, as long as you were warm enough, right? Yeah, if you got a good pad... And if you're going to be hunting cold weather, you need an insulated pad. If you're not, you probably don't. You could just use it. So that tells you right there the importance of your sleeping pad. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's 1A, 1B. But I would say 1A is your sleeping pad because, yeah, having that just that little bit of barrier between you and the ground makes a big difference. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm a bigger guy. So if you're a big guy listening to this, there were a few things that I, I had a climate for a long time. And it, it was serviceable, but as a big guy, there were things I hated about it. Every time I would go to sleep, my arms would be on the ground. So my torso would be lifted up by the sleeping pad. My yeah. arms would be on the ground. And then my feet would be, I'm 6'3", 250. So with wide shoulders. So every t- every night, my, my hands are, especially with a quilt, without a sleeping bag, keeping everything in, my yeah, arms are on the Yeah, you need a big and wide pad for sure. So I bought... Now I forget. I think it's a big Agnes. <laughs> no pun intended. But it's like a, it airs up to like three and a half, four inches. It's slightly heavier than the climate because it is bigger, but it's extra wide, extra long. That's been one of the best purchases I've ever. Just, I love it. Yep. Game changer in the backcountry. Yep. I can, I can sleep comfortably with my arms on the sleeping pad. They're not hanging off. Uh, my feet aren't hanging off and it's, it's uh, lightly insulated. So I had zero issues in Colorado cold weather it's yeah love that pad so So, i gotta hear this story (laughs) what's going on so you you said you lost your sleeping so yes and no my buddy lost his sleeping bag (laughs) so kg and i my buddy kyle uh this is many many years ago we watched too many survivor man episodes right (laughs) and we were gonna go do this like survival expert trip and so we went up into the Sierra Nevadas right around like snowmelt time. I want to say it was like April or something like that. And it was snow still on the ground, but it was raining. And um, a good time. Oh, yeah. So we were going up to this spot, some random spot to just go hike in and, you know, bivy basically. No tent, nothing. We didn't bring any food. We didn't bring any weapons. We just brought sleeping bags <laughs> and like a machete and a blow dart gun. <laughs> Right. So what are you going to do with a blow dart? We were trying to shoot birds with it. Lost all of our darts. Didn't kill a single bird. Ended up eating tree bark. But here's, here's the story. We're hiking in. Right. And we're using like Jan sport backpacks at this point, you know? And so we've got our sleeping bags tied onto the backpacks and we're bushwhacking. You know, we, we got the truck stuck in the snow, legitimately stuck. So we're hiking up some mountain. We're like, we're just going to go camp from here. So we just go hike up a random spot. No onyx. It was before these days, right? We didn't we didn't know where we were. Probably on private land or something. Bushwhack in with machetes, getting through all the like young pines and stuff. And then find a spot to camp. We start making a lean to, and then Kyle realizes his sleeping bag's gone. So we go hiking. We already forded at Icy Creek, all the stuff through the snow, a lot, tons of brush, probably a couple miles. Never found a sleeping bag, dude. So it's raining sideways, right? And we're going to stay there. And we make a lean-to up against this big tree. It's like a big tamarack tree. And 
managed to make a fire and we cuddle up in one sleeping bag. We took turns, okay, because we had to keep it kind of open. There wasn't enough room for both of us. We had to zip it open and like cuddle, like spoon, right, to stay warm. I mean, it was like 34 degrees raining sideways into our shelter. So we took turns like a rotisserie. When you're on the on the outside, you were closer to the fire, and it was your job to keep the fire alive. But at the same time, you're getting pelted with rain while you're trying to sleep. <laughs> and then the guy on the inside was just like warm and cozy, except for our shelter. It was the dripping on your face, you know. It was a most miserable night of my life. <laughs> Kyle can attest to that. It was good memory, but yes, I have lost a sleeping bag on the way in one time and had to suffer the consequences. So put your sleeping bag inside Sounds your backpack. Like a, that's a bromantic situation. There was no bromance involved. It was straight <laughs> survival. We went out there to do a survival thing and it ended up, Kyle sliced his hand, still got the scar across his hand with his machete. He was holding a sapling and cut it and just chunked out of his hand. And then, like, a couple hours later, we got them all bandaged up. We had the lean-to built, and we made a fire. And we found this random pot out in the wilderness. And I was by the fire, and I accidentally bumped it or put my knee down on the handle of the pot. And I still got a huge scar right here on my leg where the hot boiling water scalded my leg. Good grief. And so I'm, like, diving in the snow, like, packing snow against my leg. <laughs> and I didn't take my pants off until, like, three days later when we got down to the nearest taco bell to stuff our stomachs with some you know cancer food uh i pulled my pants down and this layer of skin came off with my pants so that was that was a bad deal so anyway (laughs) hey story though didn't you say you you had mountain lion tracks following you guys or something that was different that was a different different one yeah survivor man episode two creepy too though yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man anyway yeah good times (laughs) So put your sleeping bag inside your backpack. So yeah. that brings us to a backpack. Make sure you have a backpack that's big enough to fit your sleeping bag, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Oh, pillows. So yeah, pillows. So you said you sleep with a, you sleep with an air pillow, right? Yeah. So I have a sea to summit pillow, um, inflatable and it's actually pretty comfortable. Um, I've used it for several years and it's really been great. Next level sleep though, is I just inflate it halfway and I steal one of my little kids. You'll see these little tiny kids, like cotton pillows. They're just small, mm-hmm. you know, and they're about this thin and they weigh like a few ounces. You can just like roll them up, smash them up and jam them in your bag somewhere. That makes a world of difference mm-hmm. for me. If you have your inflatable pillow halfway filled up and then you put that little fluffy pillow on top of it, bro, best sleep of your life out in the backcountry. So I've tried, I think, two or three different, three, three different brands of air pillow. I just can't do them. They're too hard. So even if I, even if you air down, it's, it's like a hard lump under your head and it just doesn't, for me, it doesn't give me the support where like, I feel like my head's always being pushed in one direction. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I went to, I went to Walmart and I bought one of their travel pillows, not a neck pillow, but actual, like a miniature pillow, like the plane pillows. Yeah. Like that. And so it's just a miniature pillow. It's literally, I don't know, seven inches by 12 inches, something like that. And I've used that and I've used that for years and it works. And sometimes I'll put an air pillow, like you said, like half inflated mm-hmm. underneath it. Just give um, you a little more loft. Yeah. Cause yeah. I sleep on my back. So if it's, if it's too, if there's not enough loft, it, my head's just cranked backwards, mm-hmm. but that works really well for me. And it's a cheap piece of gear that makes a big difference. Yeah. So, and you can, you can stuff those things. Oh, I'm not going to pack a pillow into the back country. Well, those little tiny pillows like that, like you were describing and I, I, I don't know where you get them. Honestly, you're going to have to ask my wife, but <laughs> I stole them from my kids. But there's these little baby pillows, basically. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, three inches thick, 
and about like you're describing. Yeah, it's like, like for pillow. for toddlers because they can't have a thick pillow. Yeah. So it's just kind of the flat, small Works pillows. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I like to have an actual pillow, and I'll bring an air pillow with me to for extra support underneath that pillow. But yeah, I like to have an actual miniature pillow in my pack. Makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm gonna put all this stuff, my own, our own curated Katya list, in the description. Yeah, the better sleep you get, the be- the more fun you're gonna have. Absolutely. There. If yeah. you if you're having a miserable night every night, like the first night's always pretty rough. I don't care what anyone says. Maybe unless you're like Ryan Lampers or something, and you live in the woods. But <laughs> um, you know, if if you're out there your first night, especially opening night, you know you're not going to get any sleep anyway. Mm-hmm. You're going to all excited or you're just, you know, you're used to sleeping on your nice bed at home and you're like, ah. but after a full day of hunting and you come back that second night, you should be sleeping pretty good. And if yep. you're not, if you're tossing and turning all night and you're miserable, you need to upgrade your sleeping system. Definitely. So the next thing we're going to talk about is a shelter. So our, our shelter journey started. Wow. What a journey. So the first hunt we did when Ben was sleeping with the uh, the insulation pad, the vehicle insulation pad, we had one tent that we shared, and it was a square, and it was shorter than me because my head was stuck out one end and my feet stuck out the other <laughs> end. It's like a comic. <laughs> that thing was tiny. It was a it was a little two man, and for being little, it was still really heavy. Yeah, and we barely it wasn't fit a backpack tent. No, not it at was all. a regular tent. Yeah, we strapped it on the backpack. <laughs> Might have been like a Coleman or something. Yeah, ridiculous. But then over the years, our gear has, it's evolved. So then we upgraded to an actual backpacking two man, mm-hmm. which was kind of a downgrade because we were still crashing in the same tent, mm-hmm. but a, it's a backpacking tent. So it's smaller. So we yep. were smashed in that thing. It was longer, but like we were snuggling. Man. Mm-hmm. So then we split and got, and each got a one man backpacking tent. And I, I you've used that quite a bit. I a had long to. Time. I've had to move away from mine. And again, like this is cool having this perspective because me being my size, you being your size, we approach gear differently. Mm -hmm. So I had this one man tent that I used for a little while and it was okay. But for me, I just felt claustrophobic in that thing. I I didn't have room to move around. It's, uh, it's pretty small. So, and I'm not a small guy. So I upgraded to a sea to summit two man, which was lighter than my one man Mm -hmm. and I had the space of a two man tent. I really liked that tent. I still have it, but then, and you, you've used your one man, but then, yeah. What is that tent that I use? It's a, um, Alpine Kelty. No, is it a Kelty? No, I think mine was a Kelty. I don't remember. It's like Alpine gear or something. Yeah, something like that. MS, not MS. I don't know what it is. Non research. I don't know what tent it is. I don't even know what tent. They're like mid grade. They're not. They're not high. It's like a hundred and sixty dollar tent or something. So this year though, um, we crossed over into the TP world, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like this thing is awesome. It's, it's it's pretty nice. Tons of room. If you don't mind just having a shelter, and you're cool with like rolling out a you know a lightweight tarp. Um, and not having an insert like a floor and all that, mm-hmm. then a teepee you can have all the space of a four man tent, literally a four man tent, mm-hmm. with the weight of it's less than my two man sea to summit. Yeah, for the shell, it's like a couple pounds. It's less than a couple pounds, less. And, and yeah, I mean the pole is super lightweight, collapsible aluminum mm-hmm. pole, and uh, it's it's Argali, right? It's Argali. Yeah. yeah, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's super duper. We have the floor for it also. Yeah. We which have is nice if it's going to rain a lot, you know, and you don't want to deal with diverting rainwater around the tent and stuff. You can just bring the floor. 
Um, but it also had the floor has net and stuff, and that adds what like another pound, a little over a pound to it. Yeah, it's it, with the whole kit put together, it's like three and a half pounds. But you're dividing that between two exactly. people, exactly. So you yeah. each have a pound and a half of tent, mm -hmm. um, and you have this. I mean, and if you're just doing the shell, like if you're just warm weather and you're not worried about rain and you know whatever, yeah, you're each carrying less than a pound of weight take that tent in mm -hmm. or one guy can take the tent and the other guy whatever yeah. camera gear or something if i was going to go solo i would take the tp just the shell because it would be less than two pounds and i have tons of space yeah i mean all my gear will fit in there tons of room for my sleep system i can stand up in there so which you can is put a great. stove and it has a stove jack. yeah there's a stove jack so cold weather you can put a stove in there it's awesome love the tp so i don't know that my two-man sea to summit will get get much more use I've gotten spoiled by being able to like stand up and get dressed mm -hmm. instead of doing everything hunched over. Yep. So or sitting down. I mean, or my tent, down. I have to sit down to do anything. You can't even. It can't even be on my knees in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so, tiny. Yep. Yeah, we've. I've really loved the the TP experience, and this um, we've routinely had three guys in there with gear, with clothing yeah. and stuff, and had space for all three guys. Yep. No problem. In a pinch, we could put four guys in there, and everyone would have. It'd be tight. It'd be but a pinch. You could you could do it. <laughs> We'd have to put our gear somewhere else for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you so. would. When we had three guys, we were this last trip we were in Colorado. And we had three guys. We just took all of our backpacks and stuff and stacked them on a tarp and then burritoed the tarp around it because it was there was weather and stuff and mm -hmm. that worked fine. Yeah, so there was, was tons great. of room. I mean, the, between the three of us, there was we had enough room. Mm -hmm. So, yeah the the weight versus size uh, ratio, you're just not gonna find anything better. Nothing. And TPs look cool. Let's just be honest. <laughs> hey, it really held up well to the weather, the wind and everything. Mm -hmm. It was rain. It was sleeting, actually, like hail and stuff and the, not a drop inside. And it and it really held up well. It didn't like blow sideways like this much at all. It was yeah. really, really good. And it's easy to set up, too. Mm -hmm. You just got the one center pole and then you stake out your corners and middles and just. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's really easy. Cool setup. I love that stuff. Go buy one. It's good for you. Go buy one again. It'll be in the list. All right, next up, let's talk about packs. Uh, packs are going to be one of the most expensive gear pieces you're going to buy. Uh, they're just expensive. The new, the modern Hunter's pack, it's feature rich, it's lightweight, and it's pricey. You're going to spend between 700 and 1200 bucks probably for yeah. that's kind of Depends the on your pack standard. system, who you get it from mm -hmm. and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, the Kuyu system that we both use and have used for many years is. I think mid 800s mm -hmm. if you buy everything new because you got to get a frame and then the bag and then like hip, hip belts, belts or whatever. Yeah. So um, we'll go into a little bit of brand stuff. The The nice thing about the Kuyu bags are the features are great, honestly. I absolutely love my Kuyu bag. Mm -hmm. um, has great features. The frames, there's different size frames. So you can get a frame that fits your body size perfectly. Um, and then the packs switch off and on the frames. So I have a 3,800, um, that I use for day hiking and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I have a 7,600 that I use for backpacking because I think both of us are a proponent of more space, more better, you know, like yeah. you can't have too much space in your backpack. Here's the thing. If I'm going to go, if I'm going to have one backpack, right. For backpack hunting. Um, and I'm either going to get a, you know, 5,500 or a 6,000 or something, or like a 7,800, that 7,800 is only going to be like another four or five ounces, six mm -hmm. ounces, maybe 
heavier and it's going to provide me with so much more, you know, space and options and stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm always for like, go with the bigger bag. You can cinch it down if you have stuff yeah. in there and too much space, but the Kuyu bags have been really great. Um, and that's, that's really the bag I have the most experience with. Um, but there's a, a lot of other brands with, with offerings that are incredible. I know stone glacier has good bags, a little heavier, but really good bags. I know, um, uh, what are those guys? Kafaru. Kafaru. Kafaru has amazing bags. We've actually kind of met back and forth about getting Kafaru bags lately. Um, they just don't make a big enough bag with the features I want. That's my problem. That's my hang up with Kafaru. That's what I like about Kuyu is that, like you said, I, I have a 5600 and a 7800. Yeah. That I'll switch back and forth. Like if I'm going to do a scout trip, I'll bring the 56. Yeah. On a hunting trip, I'm going to bring the 78. Yeah. I like having that extra space. And it's like you said, it cinches down to nothing. Yep. It's just fabric folded up, cinched down. That's it. Uh, it's super light. <clears throat> and we've hauled heavy stuff on those packs. Oh, dude. So the, uh, the, the last time I carried a deer out, we had two deer um, in that. I mean, well, forget the deer. We probably had at least 200 pounds elk in our backpacks each. The The backpack handled more than we could handle. Yeah. So we, we literally. I shot a bull. Clayton and I divided that bull into both of our backpacks. I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. Head and everything. We both. It was a. It was a younger bull. It's probably a two and a half year old bull, something like that. Um, it was in Colorado. Go watch the video. It was archery hunt. Pretty cool. But um, but we divided that whole elk into two. We only went quarter mile before we decided that we were going to have to use a helicopter to get out <laughs> if we kept doing that. So yeah. yeah, but we gave out. Our packs didn't give out. No, was, packs were us. fine. I Which felt was like my shocking. Knees, I felt like my knees were going to explode with that weight. Yeah, it was way too much. We were so slipping so on mud. And, never, yeah. never do that. Yeah, that was, was so dumb. We just were like, it's downhill. Let's just get it out of here. We've only got nine miles back to camp. <laughs> you know, just push. <laughs> we got a quarter mile down the road and hung it up in a tree. So, but yeah, yeah. the backpacks have been great. They're super sturdy. They have mm-hmm. carbon fiber frames. I mean, they're great bags. But there, there are other offerings out there that are great. But the... The important thing is just go through the features you want, mm-hmm. right? You know, and a couple of things to consider when you're shopping for a new pack. Um, comfort's key. Everybody's body is a little bit different. Um, our bodies are really different, but we both like the Kuyu pack. My setup's a little bit different than his because it fits me. His fits his body. Uh, another thing to consider too is as you get into more expensive gear, your gear is going to shrink. So your really high end stuff is smaller and lighter. So your your uh, sleeping bag is going to get smaller and lighter. Your pads going to get smaller and lighter. Your clothing systems, everything is small and light. So you might not need if. And another thing to consider too, we didn't mention is we film our hunts. So that's a lot of extra gear that yes. we have to carry. At least an extra probably ten pounds of stuff. Ten pounds in space too. Yep. So you might not need a seventy eight hundred. You might be good with you know the fifty six hundred. That's true. I don't. It's just second nature for us. I don't really think about it because we're always filming, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does take up a substantial amount of space. Like John, his is the 5600. He has the Kuyu pack. Um, and he goes on the same hunts we do, but he doesn't have the the film gear. Yeah. And he's able to fit everything. Now, he's he's a minimalist. We tend to not be minimalists. Yeah. I like my little things here and there. Yeah. <laughs> Knickknacks. Knickknacks. Um, but yeah, so those are things to consider. Yeah, weight, how it fits on your body. Um, but your, your boots... In my opinion, your boots and your pack are the two mo- most important things. In his opinion, it's what you say, sleep boots system and, and then boots. Sleep system, 
Um, Boots I would first, say, sleep system second, pack third for me. Yeah, and I same top three, just in a different order for me. So your pack is super crucial if you're going to be a backpack hunter. That should be one of the first few things that you buy if you're going to be backpack hunting. Yeah. My first backcountry, like legit backcountry hunt um, was in, no, my first one was at the Osprey, but out-of-state hunt, my first out-of-state hunt was Idaho. And I had, uh, I got rid of the Osprey and I had a Tenzing. Hmm. <laughs> that was the worst pack experience I've ever had in my life. I remember- That I was backpack in, was awful, dude. I remember being in so much pain because it, the straps were super thin and they, when I had weight in it, they would cut into my shoulder blades. Like it felt like a knife in my shoulder. It was so painful. And <clears throat> I got home from that trip, threw that bag in the trash. And I thought I, I knew I had to upgrade. Like I can't yeah. do this anymore. This is killing my trip. It just, I was so miserable from that pack. So yeah, those are, those are essential gear items. You have to be mindful so last thing let's talk about is uh, your your eating system, your food and water, and your gear that goes with it. So there's a million different options here. There is. There really is. Um, the, the things you want to consider, and this is highly subjective when it comes to your food system. Um, food itself is highly subjective because everyone has different tastes, and you're going to do you're going to spend a lot of your pack weight if your goal is to stay under let's say 40 pounds for your pack weight with no water you're going to spend a lot of that weight on food if you have really high-end gear you've kept it all lightweight food's going to soak up depends on how of, long you're, you bet yeah your trip for, is. let's say a five-day hunt a lot of that weight's going to be food um so that's not something we're going to cover here that's not like a core right. gear piece that's subjective but as far as your cook system and your water filtration system well, also i mean the food system we're not going to cover food but i keep i keep all of my uh just to organize everything we'll just go through this briefly i put each day in its own ziploc bag mm -hmm. so all my snacks my lunch everything for that day, some hydration sticks, whatever, all so you in basically pre-plan, yep. pre-plan a, a menu yep. for the time you're going to be out. And so I know that for if when I when we get to base camp, hang everything up in a tree, and then when I'm getting ready to go hunting the next morning, I just grab a Ziploc bag out and throw it in my backpack, and I'm good. Do I don't you have keep to sort your, through snacks and everything. Do you keep your whole day's food in your pack for the whole day? Yeah. So even dinner. No, no, dinner stays at camp. Got it. Okay. You know, and then if you're if you have to bivy out on an animal or something, then just suck it up. You're gonna be hungry. <laughs> Dinner's at camp. But um, but yeah, so I do that little thing, and then I keep all of those in like a super lightweight uh, Kuyu roll top bag, mm -hmm. um, as just you know my food bag. I just have a lightweight. I don't know if it's I don't think it's waterproof, but it's just a super lightweight Kuyu roll top, and I put all my food in there just to keep it in its own compartment. And it has the strap at the end of the bag, so you can just you know put a rope around it, throw it over a tree. Yep. It's real easy. Yeah, that's nice. <clears throat> and then for our, our heating system, we both run jet boils. Mm -hmm. And I I had, uh, what is the M MRS? M MSR. MSR. I had an MSR, the pocket rocket mm -hmm. system, and it was okay. But I didn't like how the pot set, sat loose on top of the, the burner. Yeah. And it took like three times as long to boil water, four times as long. Not a bad system. It was lightweight. <clears throat> but when I switched to Jetboil, there's no going back. Yeah. It's just super not. convenient. It is. So, yeah, we're, we're big proponents of the Jetboil system. It's tried and true. And uh, last but not least, water filtration. So I like to run a, a pump system. I use the uh, 
Katadin, Katadin, did I say that right? Something like that. The uh, Katadin lightweight pump. It's been great. So I think you use the Sawyer that, squeeze. Yeah. So Clayton's system really puts out a lot of water, which is great. It's heavier, mm-hmm. bulkier. So if you're super minimalist, I use it. I'm not super minimalist, minimalist, but I know he's always got that big heavy one. So <laughs> I use his most of the time, but I've got the Sawyer squeeze system. So any of the squeeze systems are great. You just fill up a bag, tighten the thing on and then roll it, roll it down and the water squirts out. And I mean, it takes a little longer, but you get all your water filtered and it's safe to drink and everything. You can also use iodine, UV mm-hmm. lights, whatever. There's a bunch of stuff out there, but you got to use something for water sanitation. We've used, I've used the Sawyer squeeze and he's used his filter for several years and we've never gotten sick from water ever. No. We've taken some pretty questionable water. I've pulled it straight out of mud puddles and yep. it's been great. Yeah. So, so I would say the one thing with the water is you want a bladder, especially if you're going to do a lot of hiking. If you're going to go to base camp and you can do a lot of sitting, bladder may not be as important. But if you're hiking a lot, it's nice to have that bladder in your backpack to drink, you know, on the go and you don't have to constantly mess with water bottles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing to think about is like having a water storage bag yes. for like base camp because, you know, that is so clutch because when you're heating up your food, you can just use your water storage bag. We usually keep like these two liter, two liters, six liter. We have several different sizes and they're just, you know, soft bags. So they just roll down to nothing. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to camp, you can get a water source and fill those things up and hang mm-hmm. them at camp. Yeah. And then, you know, when you need you got unlimited water at camp, you don't have to go if you're camping far away from water. Or sometimes we have to bring them in full because some places we hunt are pretty arid. But yeah, but that's a that's a nice feature. Keep that in mind that you have some type of water portability like collapsible water yeah. storage system yeah that's key well that covers the uh, the core essential gear pieces and um yeah i'll put this all in a curated list down there in the in the description for you so <clears throat> yeah uh we've got some exciting stuff coming up we'll be back in this room soon meeting with a really cool person having a cool conversation uh we're cool people too though i mean yeah yeah we're no, we have several guests coming up, so um, it'll be fun having some people other than us on the podcast. Yeah, and that'll be exciting. It's always good to hear other people's stories and, and mm-hmm. interests and stuff. And uh, hope you guys have enjoyed. The video has been rolling out. Yeah, so we'll, all the hunt films from this year. We'll have to do another podcast and talk about those. Yeah, our experiences, the bear. We've yeah. got a we've got a pig hunt coming up here pretty soon, mm-hmm. California pig hunt, and then we've got uh, possibly a javelina hunt that'll coming up. I can't wait next for that. month. Yeah, so. Good stuff. Um, Scouting yeah. right around the corner. It's going to be a fun year. Fishing. We're going to get back into fishing this year. Man, I miss fishing. I know. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. We will see you on the next episode. Whoa!